wind blows, we don't get through it. And we've built up burns on both property lines that keep the runoff under their property as well. So you do the best you can, and that's, you know. Uh, cover crop is key around here. Ted plants all kinds of different things. Of course, once the, the rain stops, pretty much it gets dried up. But as you can see, this soil is just like that. Um, there's not really any rocks other than a few small pebbles. Where our other vineyards are much more rocky, and we don't have nearly. This plant, I can see a gopher killed it. So this is called Arctic Frost. It was beautiful. There's another one up there that's yellow. It had these beautiful yellow. And then the gophers love it, and they just come and kill the roots, and then the plant dies. So yeah, it was gorgeous last week. <laughs> Watch your step. We had heavy rains out here in May, consequently a lot of shatter, a lot of shot berries. Rootstock, we have our own rootstock nursery up there. He'll leave it in the, uh, before grafting on for three years. Then do graft on. And actually these first few rows here are what we call our experimental vineyard. So he um, tries out different clones. There is actually a little shortening in here too. Um, we'll use this as his budwood for other vineyards, not only our own, but he's very generous at sharing it. Yes, he was one of those guys that brought over cuttings from France. <laughs> but we don't talk clones here, even though there's like Claire and 777667, uh, Joseph Swan. But he feels like once you plant it, it's now yours. Mm. It takes on its own life. So we don't talk scores and we don't talk clones, <laughs> which are the two things I've learned in my life about talking about. It's like, he's just like, that was the first things you talked about in most wine sales. Like, what score did you get? And of course, if you work in a vineyard, what clones you plant? Mm. Not Ted. It's all about the farming. So for him, it's um, the technique of farming. And as you can see, the fruit is going pretty low to the ground. Um, we definitely want to take advantage of the warmth of the soil. Um, <coughs> And also, so it was planted in 03, 08 was the first vintage, and you guys are going to be tasting 16 today. So the gophers don't eat the grapes at all? They don't eat the grapes, they eat the roots. I mean, the roots, though. They, oh, yeah, they do. They do. Um, I, I can't say, they're more, probably more detrimental to shallower growing roots, okay. like sharp pretty yeah. plants, mm -hmm. where if this gets well established, they're probably not going to kill this plant. Mm -hmm. But at that first steps, yes, yes, they're okay. going to. Mm -hmm. So it's more um, susceptible, I think, to gophers in the first few years than it is at this point. But it still, it doesn't help, right. let's just say. It's not helping the situation. Mm -hmm. So we will set traps. There's like five dead gophers all in a row that they collect. And I'm like, and we had children. And I'm just like, oh, oh how do I, how do I get out of this one? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always, you never know what you're gonna get on a tour. So you can see we have. Okay, so when we try to spray our holistic teas, and then the um, uh, the horsetail plant is not combating all the powdery mildew and possible botrytis, we this is a business we will spray organic sulfur. Mm -hmm. And you will probably see a little bit of powdery white. That is the sulfur. Okay. Like it was a rough spring. Mm -hmm. you know, well, today was pretty misty out here, but it, you didn't have to use your windshield wipers. That's Ted's litmus test. If he has to use his windshield wipers, then wow. he knows we're gonna have to be spraying. Mm -hmm. So a lot of clean hands, he likes to see clean 
So they're going to be doing cluster counts here this week. Um, apparently there was some beration already. I have yet to see much. Um, Anderson Valley was not as um, effective as you know, oh. by the rains. And we have a little bit better build up there. Good had this fires and we didn't make a cerise vineyard last year because it got so much smoke to it. Which one acre is right above cerise. One acre was fine and the cerise fruit got complete smoke taint. Last year? Last year. Because it was from the Paradise fires. But that was in November. Right? No, uh, no the fires were in the, in the summer. Our fires in 17 were in October. But the Paradise fire was in the summertime. And it came up to Anderson Valley. Down here, actually, the, the air quality was horrible but it was higher up right but cerise is at about a 1100 foot elevation so it was right in there mm. wow. yeah i mean it's sad yeah. Construct the compost. Uh, the last job the interns do, we have six of them this year. Um, we construct it long, rectangular shape. Um, we grow sorghum grass right around here. Is the sorghum grass? So sorghum grass we love because it's a vertical plant and it uh, does not need a lot of water. So we rent a wood chipper and we will chip that up. It kind of looks like corn. It's a very tall. It's a cereal. We'll cut it, shred it. Um, manure. We only have five cows, not enough in order. Mm -hmm. Strauss Organic Dairy, not too far from here. They drop off a couple truckloads. I'm sure they like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> not a good day to be here. <laughs> um, then we cut and bale all of the grasses. We collect dry matter, not only the prunings from the vineyard, other dry matter. Again, that will be wood chipped. Um, all the remnants from wine making, all the pumice. Um, what else goes in there? Sunflower stalks, that, so nothing goes to waste. So whatever we need to, um, other than there's no meat products in there. It's stuff from their home, stuff from the winery, um, but all vegetation, not any meat products. So it layers like a lasagna. And when that <laughs> format is, we have a window in there so you can see the layers. Um, once June rolls around, so they create it in October, following June, they put it in these mounds. They flip it, that's the only time we flip it, is that time we put it in these mounds and let it finish off in this format. So then by October, it's good to go. We've got good, healthy soil and then we start spreading it not only in the vineyard but everywhere and i take some home with me too uh -huh. <laughs> it's quite lovely and you cover it with straw just to so keep, you keep it moist, moist yeah. and then you'll see sprinklers on mm -hmm. top there mm -hmm. so um and they do when it's in the rectangular format they also have sprinklers on mm -hmm. i don't think because it was winter time and it really was wet all the time i don't think they need the water cold? no amazingly enough mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of worms in there. We'll net it too because the chickens, although we don't let our chickens run loose anymore because they were getting massacred by hawks and whatever else. So we now have them 
in, well, we'll walk by the ducks. The ducks are apparently not too smart. Well, neither chickens or ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so we were down to like one duck and um, a couple chickens. Yeah. And we bought some more. We'll see how long they last. <laughs> it's, so now we put them in houses at night and then they're in electrified fencing with netting over the top of them because, yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's a tough place to live out here. You better watch your back. And, yeah, it's, um, they are. And this is the rootstock nursery here to our right. So, so in the, where the sorghum grass is, is where the compost was first created. So it's obviously very nutritious soil right there. So we're always rotating wherever we create the compost. Not sure where it's going to go this next year. Um, we are actually short handed right now so we hired more interns this year um about a, in june our associate winemaker left us he'd been here he'd worked his ways up through the ranks from being an intern to being an associate winemaker you're never going to be the winemaker at Little yeah. because ted will always be that job <laughs> yeah. so he moved on cellar master was promoted so we're looking for a cellar master so out of all these interns great way to interview people um as somebody will be hired for that so more apple trees. So we rotate the animals. I don't know where they are today, but they're always moving about the property. Again, in electric. So are the animals the cows, you mean? We've got cows, we've got 24 sheep. Sheep. And we have a donkey. Supposedly donkeys help protect and ward off predators. Um, so that's helping them. Helping the population. <laughs> One of their vegetable gardens, they not only, we do eat the animals, and they donate a lot of vegetables and beef and lamb to the food bank mm -hmm. so they're very thoughtful human beings and, um, yeah so we have lots of good vegetables we get to take home and we still haven't picked up all the bales of grasses so some point uh, blackberry so again as long as they're just here if they pop up in the vineyard they're water hogs so ted would pull them out but um they're again habitat and Quite tasty, help yourself. <laughs> I want to make sure they're really ripe. They're not really ripe. They're not so good. That's a good one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But watch out, those thorns in the end. Quite tasty. I know. I know. If they fall off, you know. Apples are not ready yet. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd offer you an apple. So, again, because they're low water usage, we'll have two rows. One of the sunflowers will be down the driveway. And um, this is great. And they're pretty. Hmm. And they follow the sun. It's amazing how they really do. Yeah. It is. And then he added a row of fruit trees here, although something is Got that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the big tree is going to do too good out here. It's too cold out here. It's not done much. But the rest of them at least got some fruit this year. They're kind of going to be quite a bit. So we recycle all the grain water from the house and the water. And there's a two tiered constructed wetland with several different species of plants, papyrus. And they're grown in pea rock. So about 24 hour period they'll go through the two ponds 
and then go into the holding pond. That's Gary the duck in the distance over there. Aren't uh -huh. and he's a lone survivor of the first bloodbath. And we decided now he can live in the pond because apparently he's, he gets in the pond at nighttime and then nobody gets him. So he's, he's made it for two years, so he's pretty good. <laughs> so I'm gonna name him Gary. So the water is farm grade. We, of course, we can with the animals can. We can water with it. Vineyard still gets well water, and of course, we do as well. So it's not being like filtered or anything. No, the, the, like literally the roots of the plants filtered filter well enough. Water, yeah. And because they don't use any chemicals, here right? Anyway, right. It's not. And these are the new ducks. On, oh, they're in their little house. Oh. So yeah, that's their that's their little. They're uh, hiding. Yeah, and then you can see. Well, they actually don't. Oh. We have the nets up yet. Somebody must be. Oh, hey guys. So yeah, we usually used to catch our own, but then we lost everybody, so then we had to buy some. But ducks tend to huddle together, and I think that's why they get eaten so quickly because they all stay together. Yeah. And Ted was thinking that as opposed to chickens that like well, that scatter more. So I know I had a duck as a child, but I'm partial to catch ducks. <laughs> so I know they're just. Yeah, they also, every, everybody is dinner around here. <laughs> Try not to get too close with them. <laughs> don't want them on the That's supposed to name that big thing. That was the first one that we got her. Her name was Jumper. I'm painting Jumper. It's a good thing I don't have to do it because I would have to be a vegetarian. Yeah. There's no way. Then I also found out, I said, why is it so gamey? Now, I know they're grass fed and I wasn't quite used to that yeah. um, meat. And I said, wow, is it always this game? He's like, no, that's because she was old. We storm right here. So, depending on 500 is manure, 
So each of these preps will be added to the compost pile when they're still in the rectangular format. So they stay here. This is just a holding area for them. Um, so each of them, to me, they all just look like nutritious dirt. Um, but it's supercharging the compost. If it's going to be um, for tea production, they get bagged and held there until. And this was completely full the other day, so they've been making tea. Um, so each year, yeah, all these specific plants are grown. Oak bark is our one challenge. We don't want to um, fall. We can shave a little bit of oak bark off without the tree. But Ted has been experimenting with willow bark, and I noticed there's some willow bark because willow bark you can coax the tree, it grows back, it's mm -hmm. easy. Let's see if it has some of the same properties. Mm -hmm. So let's walk down and talk about some soil type here in the forest. So, yeah, so. There's also clay, heavy clay soil over here in the offset. It's on Willow Creek Road, for those of you, especially cyclists love that street. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've got four acres of Pinot, half acre of Chardonnay, half acre of Chenin that you're going to taste today, that's grown in the heavy soil, of, or heavy clay soil, I should say, mm -hmm. of the Haven. Tyriot, you'll taste the Chardonnay from Tyriot today. B.A. Tyriot, Bridget Ann Tyriot, um, is her son, um, owns a winery called Census, and it's elite, so we started out with 25 years, and it's got eight years left, which we feel that we probably won't get a new lease, because I'm sure the, the sun is going to be, Max Tyriot is going to be getting that fruit. Ted has got plans to plant three acres of Chardonnay on this vineyard, mm -hmm. so which will make up for the loss of Tyriot at some point. We also make a Pinot from them, and it's going to be sorry to see that go, because mm -hmm. the grapefruit, here's some Hirsch. As I said, less of it, but at least we, we try to make about 300 cases when we used to make 600, but we still have it. Cerise from Anderson Valley, and then on the table there are some of the others from Anderson Valley. And then the map is a geological map of the general area here, and we have quite diverse soil types around here. So, um, and some of the photos from different preparations of compost, that's Ted on the far left, picture of him. <coughs> Fairly recent, he looks just like that still. <laughs> so, yeah, that was him out there. They're getting ready to go up to Tahoe, leaving today for a vacation yeah. before before the storm hits. Right, we're gonna have getaway now. Last little bit. Be able too soon. So, yeah. and he's been he walks his vineyards every week, so he's just not one of the guys that do it near harvest time. Hmm. Every week of every <laughs> all year long, he's walking. I know he's gone all day yesterday up in Anderson Valley, so. Hmm. Always checking on things. I mean, that's why he makes the wines he makes because mm -hmm. nothing's nothing gets by him. <laughs> After working for him for four years as of yesterday, I'm like, that guy does not miss a beat. So, um, the Gold Ridge soil, hence the name Gold Ridge, has got a gold hue to it. You can also see all the local holes. Um, the different plants, and then when they're constructing the compost pile, as you can see, it's quite an endeavor. Um, these are the people that own what's called, really called Porter Bass Vineyard. We call it Maze Canyon. Um, it was our 
first contract for Chardonnay in 1993. We will be tasting a Pinot. We also make Pinot from those guys. And our current release is 16s, except for the Shannon, it's a 17. But we're going to taste a 2013 Maze Canyon Pinot today. We always like to show our guests because mm -hmm. our wines need some celery time. <laughs> they oftentimes are pretty tight when we release them. And although the 16s are showing much better than some previous vintages at this stage of their life. Let's head out the door and go down and taste some of that wine. This is, dandelion is a superfood. Fava beans for cover fog. Sunflowers. So the bathroom, Matthew, is going to be up where that grapevine is, okay. so, and you're going to make a left. All right, thank you. You're going to see it on your left-hand side. Right. Just meet us back out here. All right. 
That we won't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? We're not having maze canyon anymore. I forgot we switched to Roman 2013. As of yesterday, I forgot. So Anderson Valley. So mm -hmm. we always do have an older vintage, but not maze. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna start with that Chenin Blanc, which I love. So originally, when Ted bought Haven Vineyard. Um, he had planted Gewurz Germino mm -hmm. in the clay soil. Well, it just never did good, and we and ended up having to make dessert wine. I don't know. <coughs> we wanted to make a dessert wine. Mm -hmm. So, in 2000, so it was originally planted in 01. He grafted over in 2010, getting cuttings from the Loire Valley of the Chenin Blanc. Mm -hmm. And the first vintage, he did make a non vintage. 12 and 13 together. But then in 14, he made the first vintage. This is 2017. Alcohol is 13.2. And sorry, where is this? The Haven Vineyard. The so Haven. we're sitting at the pivot. Okay. And this is the Haven. The pivot. Okay. <coughs> so that's up in. Yeah, it's outside of Occidental. Yeah. Okay. Hills. Yeah, hills. it's. I would say it's the one where where it's um, on Willow Creek. Willow Creek. Road. Yeah. So okay. it's a salad bowl shaped <coughs> vineyard. Mm. It's ten acres total. Mm. Five acres are are forest, and five acres are planted. Mm. And it's the very diverse soil type. It's we're sitting about five hundred feet above sea level. That's about seven fifty. So still fairly low. Although this is the Sebastopol Hills, so we're mm -hmm. obviously up. Hence the reason a little higher here. Mm. Um, all stainless steel for this one and had been. He bought, um, it's not really called an amphora, but that's what it looks like. It's made out of sandstone instead of clay, so it's mm. going to have less evaporation. Um, and we're going to experiment with that mm. this year with the Shen. Mm. So, but as, as this stands, no ML mm -hmm. and all stainless for mm. the ferment on it. Um, only about 100 cases are produced, mm. so it's a pretty small. I wish we had more. Especially nice. with uh, shellfish and seafood and it's pretty nice. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a high yield, so at first he didn't manage the crop so much, which I love because we made like twice as much. <laughs> and I still <laughs> thought it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's like, Yeah, you got a really heavily thin crop. Yeah. Um, so carried away. he's been doing. So and bright city, although it's the last to pick of the season, really? the last to be brought in. That's yeah, kind of surprising. Uh, yeah. Just real thick. You skin. would think, yeah, <laughs> you would think it would be uh, an earlier harvest. <laughs> we'll be starting right now, as he's guessing, um, September tenth. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, this will not be the first vin vineyard. Always Maze Canyon, what we call Maze Canyon, really called Porter Bass, mm -hmm. is always the first. It's the furthest inland. Right. It's both uh, Sonoma Coast and Russian River Appalachian. Hmm. At least as it is now. We'll see when this whole redistribution of uh, North Sonoma Coast goes. I'm hmm. not sure yeah. if and when that's going to go through, but uh, where they're going to end up being. And Maze Canyon, you have Pinot. We have Pinot and Chardonnay. And Chardonnay. So the original contract <coughs> was with Chardonnay for the first couple of years. And then um, Ted helped them plant. So they were old hippies that had moved out here. She um, <laughs> had been exposed to Waldorf schools, which Steiner was curriculum for those schools along with the biodynamic and so they moved to California and found this land back in the 80s mm -hmm. and kind of planted the vineyard but they didn't know what they were doing mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. then Ted came along and helped them mm -hmm. figure it out but they've always farmed biodynamic 
Exactly. It's they have great wines. They make their own wines. Their son makes their wines. Their daughter Phoebe and her husband John Raytek own Ceratos. Uh, mm. So that's which is phenomenal wines. So um, I think it's just Ceratos ourselves and then their own porterbass that gets fruit from there. Mm. That's it. it. It's not a huge. I forget how many acres it is. Maybe fifteen acres. It's not mm. a big property. But um, they also grow Zin there, which is a fairly low. I know. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. So we we're at we're not growing. Ted always says, you know, a lot of people are always you lose a vineyard. Like we lost Platt Vineyard. Platt is mm -hmm. um, yeah, right there exactly. And originally, Lou Platt, Hewlett Packard guy that um, oh. always grew organically. Well, he passed away. The widow sold the vineyard to venture capitalists. Mm -hmm. They decided to start farming conventionally. So that's a deal breaker for us. Mm -hmm. So 2016 is the last. Flat there is for us. Mm. So that happens. We've lost a few other vineyards. Either people sell them and they want to keep all their fruit, the next owners, or you know, for whatever reason. But mm. Ted's in a comfortable place owning now three vineyards. He doesn't think that. I mean, yes, we will lose. You know, you're always going to lose some. But we make five to six thousand cases typically. Mm. Last year, I think we made like seven thousand. Wow. Mm -hmm. You guys probably had a yeah. bumper crop last uh -huh. year, and quality was really good too. On top of it, because mm -hmm. so. at first I thought, Ted, are you going to sell off some fruit? He goes, Oh no, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'll have more wine to sell because I, I always say I'm the ugly stepchild. We, um, we have restaurant distribution. We have international distribution. We have a wine club. We have our um, biannual um, uh, offerings, mailing list offerings, and then we have the tasting room. Mm. So I get, I usually get Pivot and Haven because we own them and you're at Pivot. But I won't get Hirsch. I won't. There's a one acre. I won't get a lot because they're such small production. Uh -huh. I get sh the short end of the deal. Do you guys so. have international distribution? We do. We're in 14 countries. Wow. Ted likes. <laughs> he, he's doing that. We have a national sales gal. In fact, she was up at the bar, and that was she had idea who she was hosting today. But um, so she handles all the U.S. Mm. and Canada. She got Canada. Um, but yeah, Ted has. We're in. We had people from Hong Kong yesterday, and they've had our wine. It just seems and, like. I mean, I don't really know how it works, but it's, it's small. So they get like five cases. To get I know, I know. But it's there. a good exposure. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. That's why you do it. Yeah, mm. it's the exposure. So, so many small brands pulled out of distribution all together. But how do you get new people? How do you get new customers? So we get them because we're in restaurants and mm -hmm. Psalms love us. Mm -hmm. And Rachel's job is to keep Psalms happy. Mm -hmm. We did just recently the Wow um, Farm Camp. So we had thirty Psalms come out here and tour around West Sonoma Coast, and we roll out the red carpet for them because they're the they're the youngsters that we don't have. Two years in a row, we don't have the same psalms come here, so we want to get exposure to them because mm. they're the word of mouth that we're going to be getting. Mm. So, Tyriot, 2016, Chardonnay. Um, mm. Chardonnay and Pinot, uh, the Oak Regime is 25% new, 75% neutral, all demi, so he does not use any other cooper at this point. Mm. Medium toast. So, Chardonnay is immediately gone to press, gets a shot of sulfur. And then goes into barrel, so ferments all native yeast, and it's a lot more. Um, I would say babysitting, for lack of a better word. I want him to make more Chardonnay. He says no way. <laughs> Fifteen percent of our production is Chardonnay, um, because not only so he fills the barrel up when he first puts it in barrel. So 
So then it starts to ferment, so it bubbles over, so then you gotta clean up the barrels. You gotta make sure every barrel is fermenting. Mm. So it's just constant maintenance for mm. Chardonnay. So all native yeast on the Chardonnay, is that true of the Chenin? Is that true yeah, of everything? All, <laughs> we do not inoculate okay. with any yeast strain. And they all get um, sulfide additive right mm -hmm. before bottling, mm. but that's it, unfine, unfiltered. Mm. The blends get a uh, egg white fining, mm. but mm. all the single veneers are unfine, unfiltered. Very nice. So yeah, the four, so there's four single Chardonnays, Maze Canyon, on our Haven Vineyard we have Chardonnay, and then we do a Charles Heinz Chardonnay, and then we do an Appalachian blend called Sonoma Coast. Mm. The Sonoma Coast is always a little richer. It's meant to drink now, mm. where these really taste great. If you like older Chardonnays, they <laughs> are amazing. I've had a 20-year-old Maze Canyon. Oh my goodness. Mm. I would not have thought I would like it, because mm. usually that doesn't appeal to me, but I was shocked. That it was phenomenal, and yeah, they really do have some. Their, their fruit holds up. He's picking this at 21 bricks, so you know, you got mm -hmm. some mm. a lot of acidity in there. Mm -hmm. But this vineyard got hit hard this year, and we're probably not. <laughs> I bet I won't be having any great mm. Chardonnay 2019. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes, uh, a lot of shatter out there. They're, mm. a little, they're about four miles from the water, so mm. they are, and they're kind of exposed to it, so. It's always a low yield. Even in the best <coughs> years, it's a low yield, and then mm -hmm. and, uh, challenging years. <laughs> they can't all be the best. <laughs> I know. Well, he will. So Chardonnay, unless the fruit looks really bad, he won't sort it. It mm -hmm. just goes straight to press and mm -hmm. to barrel. And Pinot production is very different, though. We double sort, uh, sort clusters, destem, sort berries. So only the perfect, oh. and that's why that production can fluctuate. Mm -hmm. Drastically, like in 2015, <coughs> made half as much wine. Mm. Like so why do you do that with the Pinot and not the Chardonnay? It needs to be more more pristine in the in the. It's going to make a difference because you don't want underripe fruit. Mm -hmm. Usually, the problem with Chardonnay is more mold, and so he can tell if it's if it's looking moldy. First of all, they're already getting rid of that fruit in out of the there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So by the time it gets here, it's usually pretty good. Um, but it's more the shattered, but we don't want any shot berries, mm -hmm. and we don't want any um, underripe, overripe, mm -hmm. in the, you know, because that give that green flavor. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, um, I always say I've worked at wineries throughout my life, and it's kind of a carnival atmosphere at harvest. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. <laughs> Very serious. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, nobody's, when they're sorting, the women, he hires the same gals that do the sorting tables every year. There's no chit chat between them. Mm. You, got, you got a job to do. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Mm. So afterwards they play hard, mm. and it, I would say that why do they do this? Because it's hard work. But it looks <coughs> good on your resume. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's why you do it. Mm. So the first pinot will be the pivot. Mm -hmm. um, 2016, as I said, it was planted in 03, and then um, <coughs> this is the 2016. <coughs> So to me, it's it was a pivotal moment in their life. Hence the name. Uh, they also knew that the kids would be raised here, and so they really wanted to have this experience for them. Um, I, I envy them. As a kid, I would have loved to live here, except I would want a horse. I, I, you know, some of the biodynamic folks do use horse. And I tried mm -hmm. to convince Ted of that. And he's like, no. <laughs> Once so again, no. <laughs> yeah, they're just, and they're yeah. detrimental. You think? injure people. 
so he's like, no. But anyway. How old are they? Yeah. Uh, what is the youngest? <clears throat> now they're on the young side. 21 is the oldest. 18, 15. Mm. And I think it'll be the 15 year old that will probably go this way. Mm. Um, Ted says that he wouldn't push anybody because you better love this, otherwise, it's going to be a grueling job. Mm. <laughs> the 21 year just went back to college, so he's completed one year. Um, we'll see. I don't think he's the one. The middle one, the youngest one. He's definitely got, you know. So we'll see, though. <laughs> and Ted's not, Ted is so funny. He's the same age as I am, which is 61. And he is looking 10 years already, 20 years already into the future. So he has no intentions of, you know. It's like most people are, you know, are thinking about retirement right now. But he, he lives for this. He doesn't have hobbies. This is, and the farming is what is keeping him. He will always probably need more and more help in the winemaking part of it, mm. but the farming, um, that's what he lives and breathes for, so. which is good because I can't retire yet either. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going anywhere. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, stay healthy. And, yeah, I, know, I go, make sure when you travel, you travel safely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want anything happening to you. <laughs> Real mm. bad. People are counting on you. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, and it lo it's just nice. elegant. Right. It's, mm -hmm. I just, I just. Mm. I, people always say, "What's your favorite?" Well, it might be because I work here, but I—it's just an elegant piano, yeah. and you can see through any of our pianos. Mm. Um, it, but don't let that fool you. I always say because the aromatics he gets, mm -hmm. which I think it's the way he farms, yeah. are amazing. Yeah. And the aromatics don't equate to what they taste like. They can be very different. Mm. <coughs> so you're not going to find. I always point. The Bing Cherry, because I used to work for him. I know what his wine tastes like. <laughs> Big Bing Cherry, you know, just really super ripe. He put picks probably three weeks after we pick, you oh. know, so it's going to be that. Um, but these are going to be more spice and savory and mm -hmm. mm. Uh, rainier cherry, not Bing Cherry, more tart cherry. Mm. So. How many cases do you make in this? So it, we probably do about. 400 in a good mm -hmm. year, mm. you know. Um, the, most of the Pinots run between, well, 100 cases in some years mm -hmm. to maybe si Savoy, which is Anderson Valley. On the flip side of your map, there's going to be this Anderson Valley. Savoy is our biggest production. I think it runs about 675 or something. Cases. You'll see that in distribution. Most of the wines that get distributed are the blends, mm. being the Appalachian blends. Um, <coughs> those are anywhere from five to a 500 to 1,000 case production. Always mm. Anderson Valley, we get more fruit from up there, so mm. those are always mm -hmm. higher. Um, and Hirsch used to be one in distribution because we used to make 600 cases of Hirsch. I think it's done. Mm -hmm. I don't think so much of Hirsch anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, <clears throat> who else? And Winling. So the next one you're tasting is a new one for us. Um, Winling has flipped the map at Anderson Valley. This originally was just going straight into our Leilar Anderson Valley blend. Mm -hmm for several years. And then in 2015, Ted deemed it worthy <laughs> to have um, a single vineyard designation. So this is the 16 vintage. It's a higher elevation. It's about 1,100 foot elevation up there. So down at the west end of the valley. Um, to enter the vineyard, you're actually on the southern side of Highway 128. Mm -hmm. However, it's still a northern mm -hmm. end of the valley. So is it on a ridge? It is. Hmm. So it's a very steep slope, mm. budding right up to Redwoods. Mm. We're mostly on the north end is scrub oak and mm -hmm. then the Redwoods are down here, mm -hmm. but this one, because it's 
on the south side of, of 128, but still on the northern side, it's um, cooler climate, although during the daytime temperatures, it's quite toasty up there. Definitely more savory, more structure, more tannins. Mm -hmm. Gonna need some time this way. I'm sorry, what do you have? 16. So three of the Pinots you're gonna taste are the 16s okay. in lava, as, long, as well as the Chardonnay. And then you'll have a Roman 2013. But I'm liking this one length. So it's about a 600 case production too. So there, but it, launching a new vineyard designate has been, Rachel's done a great job because the Psalms have really embraced this wine and we've gotten quite a few restaurant placements and they didn't get a taste it, right? They <coughs> just bought it blind, in other words, just on yeah. tents. But it's it's doing well, but it needs to be <laughs> It's young. Mm. been up there in years and then I went up with Ted last December. It hasn't changed up there. I bet I hadn't been up there in <laughs> 10 years. No, it's it has not changed. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of vineyards, not many wineries and it, sh it, sh and it happened to be December 15th which it was not raining. It was one of those beautiful days because I knew we were going to go no matter what and I'm like oh please don't rain. Because we walked every vineyard, all five of them. And it was great. It was just the views and this Wendling had just this magnificent view. You could feel the ocean salt air. <coughs> the only time I was there, I went up through um, like Cloverdale, went that way. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I got, I was meeting somebody in Boonville, and I thought, so oh, I they feel like this, you know, know. these motorcycle guys are zooming past me. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and so I thought, okay, and I wanted to, like I went to GoldenEye a couple yeah. up, up there, and I thought, okay, can't drink much, and no. I certainly don't want to go back that way. So I had a lot of time, so I said, I'll go home on the coast. Oh, I'm staying, that's I'm, staying in, I'm staying in winter. <laughs> you know what, in hindsight. It was, it was beautiful. It was the most beautiful yeah. drive. And as long I've as it's not taken. heavy traffic, nobody's riding your tail. This was, no, there wasn't anybody there. <laughs> Some cows in the yeah, road on the, the point. Cows, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, <clears throat> but it, it was just gorgeous. amazing. It was 